0: following podcast may contain some strong language and feature some adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to Strange New Worlds and Spaced Out Tales, a science fiction anthology audio drama series. Episode 3, Three in an Airlock.
1: Michelle, it's Caldwell here. I want an update, ASAP.
2: Commander, I just reached Airlock 1B. I'm waiting for... Damn it!
1: Hasn't that useless degenerate turned up yet?
2: He's on his way, Commander. We'll have to sort it out. If it weren't to me, he'd be suspended pending a full disciplinary. When he finally shows up, make it clear to your friend that you're the only reason he's still got a job. Notify me the minute you finish up the repairs. Coldwell out. <laughs> Coldwell out. He thinks he's in the bloody Star Trek. And where the hell have you been?
1: Keep your knickers on, Princess. I'm here now, aren't I?
2: Cobalt one that you gone for this. Yomi. Six goddamn panels, Tom! All wired up backwards! How the hell did you mess this up so bad?
1: Look, it's all on me, but it was an accident. I missed the email with the updated wiring diagrams, that's all. It happens.
2: You're an idiot, Tam. God knows we're already weeks behind schedule. Yes,
1: I'm aware of that. Perhaps if your lot weren't working us to the point of distraction, I wouldn't have made the mistake, but hey-ho, here we are. And I don't need you to babysit me for this, thank you.
2: Oh, I'd rather be doing, like, my actual job, but Coldwell has sent me to ensure you do it right this time. So you're stuck with me. Look, just get on with it. The sooner we get this done, the easier both of our lives will be.
1: Fine. Anyway, guess what?
2: Like I'm interested. Just get on with the work, Tom.
1: Guess who's got the date with Officer Riley later?
2: I said I'm not... Wait, Riley? Really? Seriously?
1: I sense you are both impressed and jealous in equal measure.
2: Well... I mean, she's pretty hot. And smart. Absolutely. Come on. I want you to admit it. You're impressed, right? She's a major in astrophysics. How on earth did you get her to even look
1: in the direction of the humble electrical tech such as myself?
2: With whatever little respect that's due, frankly, yes.
1: I'll admit it was somewhat opportunistic. I've always found copious amounts of alcohol to be a great level when it comes out to equaling out IQ disparity.
2: You got her drunk? <sighs>
1: No. What kind
2: of creepy predator
1: do you think I am? I'll have you know she was already absolutely plastic when I bumped into her at the mess hall a couple nights ago. She'd just come from an officer's party. Drunk people always fall for my dulcet charms. I had just enough time to work my magic, I got her number, and I got tonight's little date confirmed in her calendar. Right before she threw open the floral display in the mess hall, passed out, and got carried back to her quarters by her colleagues.
2: Oh, classy. Are you sure she will even be able to remember you?
1: Oh, that is assured. She called me earlier to apologize for her uh, behavior the other night, and said she'd understand if I was so disgusted that I changed my mind. But I stoically agreed to give her another chance. It's dinner and a movie, and... Beyond that...
2: No, she might actually be sober this time, right?
1: At the start of the evening she might be. But you should have seen her put the drink away. Michelle, she's like a machine. I reckon I just have to blag it around for 30 minutes, not say anything incredibly stupid. By then she'll be nicely drunk again and I'll be back in my intellectual comfort zone with her.
2: This sounds very much like a recipe for a disaster.
1: Boom. And there is the jealousy.
2: You wish. Are you done with the panel yet?
1: All sorted. Just got to close her up. Greetings,
0: fellow space colleagues. I'm Bob, your local cleaning technician. Just gotta give this airlock
1: a once-over. Don't mind me.
2: Please to meet you, Bob. We're almost done here. Go
1: ahead. I'll be just a couple of minutes, if you could hold fire. Fine, never mind. I don't need to concentrate that much anyway.
2: Ah! What the hell, Tom? Did you do that? No, this
1: is something external.
0: Hello, the lights have dimmed. Must be energy saving or something. Anyways, I'm all done. Catch you guys around. It would appear the door is jammed. Is this your anti-work? Why does everyone think whenever something breaks on the ship that it's my fault?
1: You're an electrician. you lot are always breaking stuff. Seriously? First, A. I'm an electrical technician, not an electrician. Say difference. And b, as I just pointed out to my much more technical colleague here, this is external.
0: As my dear departed grandfather, God
1: rest his soul, used to say, in what smote it, dealt it. What the hell? It's an old British analogy about identifying the culprit responsible for a thought. I've no doubt your grandfather was a philosophical genius, Bob.
2: Hey guys, seriously, it appears Tom is correct. This is external. Thank you. There's been a massive surge in the power system. It's big.
0: At least we still got gravity, eh?
2: That's a good point, actually. Thankfully, gravity, emergency lighting and most fortunately life support all run on the fallback system. However, power for doors and comms are down. We can't contact anyone at this point.
0: You can't use that whizzy thing of yours to call for help.
2: My tablet only does diagnostics, not comms.
1: So we're stuck? Great. I'd better not miss my date tonight.
2: I have to remind you that if we weren't weeks behind the ship's maintenance because of idiotic episodes like yours, all the ship's system would happily have rolled onto fallback system and we... we wouldn't be stuck in here.
0: Ah, so it technically is your fault then.
1: Seriously!
2: Oh, we have a big problem.
1: You're damn right! I've got to get these other's panels fixed and, most importantly, make myself look vaguely presentable for later on. This is no small task, and I'm running short on time.
2: Oh, shut up, Tom. This is serious. This airlock is due for an automatic ending. In five minutes.
1: Sounds dramatic. What's that then?
2: It's when the outer door opens up to space and flashes the concept of airlock out.
1: Well, that obviously can't happen, right? I mean, fail-safes? There are three people stuck in the airlock.
2: The fail-safes aren't on the fallback system. But the automatic airlock door venting is. There's nothing I can do to stop it. If we're still locked in here when it happens, well, we get sacked out in the space.
0: Never fear, I'll see if I can contact someone.
2: Bob, you idiot!
1: The
0: calms are down. The cleaning techs all use old-school walkie-talkies. Cheaper than all them gizmos you use and apparently more reliable in a crisis as well. Just saying.
2: Oh, good thinking, Bob. Quickly. Call them
0: now. This is Bob. Anyone there? Repeat, this is Bob. Over.
2: Oh, mate. The power's gone out all over the ship. Me and Janice are stuck in the
1: toilets on level three. Yeah, is that Bob? Hello, Bob. We're stuck in the
0: shower. Oh, sorry. afternoon Janice. Nightmare. Are those the ones that keep blocking? I'm stuck in airlock 1B and we're about to get sucked out into space. Don't suppose that anyone from cleaning is on this level and might be able to get us out?
1: Not a chance. All cleaning details were on level 3 when the power went. You're going to need
2: to find an electrician.
0: We got one of those, but I don't think he's very good.
1: I'm right here, Bob.
0: six panels! <laughs> yeah, it bloody is and all! Sounds like you're Ah well, thanks for trying, muckers. We'll catch you at the mess hall after work.
1: Laters!
2: Good luck, Bob! Laters, Bob!
0: Aw oh, my mates are mental, aren't they?
1: And there's no help whatsoever
0: for
2: our current predicament! Tom, this is serious. They were right, you are an electrician. Sorry, electrical technician. You're the only one who can get us out of here. There must be something you can do to get that door open, right? Oh, Okay, me.
1: I'll, I'll need to rip that wiring out that I just fixed. Just do it, Tom. Hurry. And we need a power source. A big battery. There's one in my tablet. It's molded in that case. We'd never get it out in time.
2: Your electric drill?
1: Too small. Not enough voltage.
2: There must be something.
1: I got an idea. Not now, Bob. Technicians talking. Huge
0: battery in my vacuum cleaner. Look.
2: Oh my God, Tom!
0: Detachable as well. Holy shit! Then might just work. Give it here, Bob. I need this back, mind.
2: Seriously. Bob, can I remind you about the horse sucked out into the space and some death thing?
0: Ah, good point. Proceed.
2: Hurry, Tom. We've got about a minute.
0: Almost there. That connection don't look very solid. It's
2: not
1: meant to be there. You did it! Of course. Now, everyone out.
2: Right, we're clear. Close the inner door before the outer door opens. Hurry!
1: Yeah, that's problem number two. Well, that battery is hooked up, current stays running and this door stays open.
2: What? Oh my god, Tom, we're still in the same mess if we can't close the inner door. Hence
1: why that connection was so brittle. There isn't time for someone to break the connection by hand and get back through the inner door to safety. We need to throw something heavy at the battery to disconnect it.
2: Like what?
1: Bob's vacuum cleaner.
0: Oh, come on, it's a Lewinsky Mark II. I've already lost the battery. You want the rest as well? We gotta pay for these if we lose them. They ain't cheap, mind.
2: Bob, certain death, remember?
0: Oh yeah, sorry. Chuck it at the battery, you say?
2: Yes, now!
0: And for God's sake, Bob, don't miss. No sweat, I'm on the ship's darts team. And huh Get in there. Jesus Christ! That was a bit close, weren't it? All good in the end, though.
2: Nice work, Bob. <sighs> I thought you were supposed to be on your date
1: non-starter I'm afraid she messaged me to say her evening off got cancelled apparently such was the fallout from the power outage that all command crew have been drafted in to carry out a full investigation
2: well that's too bad I'm sure she will reschedule hey it's Bob Bob over here
0: Evening, muckers. Hey, Bob. Still mourning the loss of your vacuum cleaner? Nah, can't dwell on these things too long.
2: Right. Now you're both here. Drinks are required. On me.
1: Blimey, this isn't like you. What's the special occasion?
2: Well, now. Bob, have you checked your mails?
0: Nah, been avoiding it. Expected to receive a large bill for replacing the... the loss of said piece of industrial cleaning equipment that I do not wish to dwell on.
2: Oh, you so should, Bob. Do it now. Okay.
0: Oh my God!
2: Especially for you, Bob. I pulled out a few strings given your role in, well, saving our lives today.
0: I can't believe it. You've assigned me a brand new top-of-the-range Lewinsky Mark III.
1: They suck like nothing on Earth. Or in space for that matter. Bob, seriously. No one should get that excited about a vacuum cleaner.
0: How did you manage to swing
1: that? They cost an absolute fortune. Yes, actually. How did you manage it? You're always moaning about how junior you are. Have you been randomly promoted?
2: Well... What, have you? So it turns out, our beloved Commander Caldwell was responsible for the power outage. Really? It appears he failed to read his email regarding cancellation of the power testing for the obvious reasons we all experienced earlier and went ahead anyway with an unauthorized ship-wide emergency system test. And notwithstanding almost flushing three crew members out of an airlock led to entire critical groups of the crew being locked in various parts of the ship for the most of the day. Let's just say the top brass were extremely unimpressed.
1: That is actually very good news. If you've done something incredibly stupid in work, nothing quite beats having all the heat taken off of you by a superior officer doing something even more stupid. He'll weasel his way out of it, I'm sure, though uh, he'll say it wasn't his fault.
0: As my dear departed grandfather, God rest his soul, used to say, "In what denied it, supplied it.
1: Well, that deserves a toast. To Bob's dear departed grandfather, God rest his soul. A man who had a fighting analogy for every conceivable eventually. To Bob's grandfather.
2: Bob's grandfather.
1: Boy, grandfather. Cheers.
2: Cheers. Cheers. (sighs) Anyway, getting back to the matter. Being that the top brass were so angry with Caldwell, he's been suspended pending a full disciplinary. (laughs) and yours truly has been made Interim Commander.
1: To Michelle's unexpected promotion and senior officers getting their just desserts. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers.
2: And... My second act as Interim Commander... My first being to authorize the purchase of Bob's new vacuum cleaner, of course.
0: Of course, gotta have your priorities straight.
2: Here, here. My second act was the small matter of rain-staining one officer's rail evening off. Really? If you check your email, how many times have I had to say that today? (laughs) I think you might find that your date is very much back on.
1: Holy shit! Guys, I've got to run! As I've said before, this is making myself look vaguely presentable. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it takes time, we know. We also know you can't polish a turd, Tom. Trust me, I see enough of them in my line of words.
1: <laughs> uh, please, Bob. Enough of your crash cleaner humor.
2: Right. One more toast before you go. It has to be to Bob's dear departed vacuum cleaner. Now sadly floating around out there in the vastness of space.
1: God rest its plastic soul. Hear, hear.
2: For saving our sorry asses on not once, but twice in a single day. Bob's vacuum cleaner. Cheers, everybody. Cheers!
1: Cheers.
0: You've been listening to Strange New Worlds and Spaced Out Tales. Episode 3, Three in an Airlock, was written by Jim Cogan and starred Anna Gasaka as Michelle, Stephen Newhand as Tom, Jim Cogan as Bob, Topher Bishop as Commander Coldwell. Voycheck Matras as sai and Claire Smith as Janice. Production and sound design were by Jim Cogan and sound effects and incidental music were licensed from Invato Elements and the theme music was written by Jim Cogan. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please do leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening.